Welcome to Done and Done. I'm Alicia, your hostess on this journey, all things Dominic Dunn, and we are back with Stacy, my partner in crime. Hello, Dunn and Dunners. Once again, birthday week for your fearless hostess, and so I am here for part two of Candy Spelling. Good Lord. Let's see if we can keep it on the rails. Candy's Dynasty. <laughs> yeah, the first part went... It was fun. It was really fun. I hope the listeners enjoyed it. You're not ever, you haven't ever been on Done and Done. Mm-mm. So it's a different thing. We know how to trashy divorce. We don't know how to Done and Done. All right. We left off at the end of part one with Dominic Dunn saying, these people are getting very rich, he thinks to himself at the time. With buying a beach house, it's not a beach house. Right, on the right. Beach. The okay. split level ranch brick or whatever. But Dunn is starting his writing career at Vanity Fair. During this time, we've done a few of these. We've talked about his article on Elizabeth Taylor here and Ava Gardner. Same kind of time period. He's reaching out to friends and allies. What can he get cooking for uh, high society stuff? So Dunn will write. After not being in touch with them for years, I wondered if Candy would see me for an interview. I was informed that it was a very busy period for her. She was preparing for her first trip to Europe, which required extensive planning. Because her husband will not fly, they were going to travel to the East Coast in a private railroad car with a chef, a maid, a nanny for each child, guards, and her majordomo. Which uh, I looked up, the, it is the the steward of a large home. It is. It is taken from the like royal all, noble houses. The majordomo is the dude in charge of the house. All I hear when I encounter this word is domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Yeah, no, this is the major mm-hmm. of the domicile, the majordomo. He's coming too mm-hmm. on the railroad. Car. Well, of course. Now- for the ocean crossing. Dunn do, do we know writing. why Aaron Spelling doesn't fly? Does he just not There's like... Just not his thing. Okay. And he can buy a train, so whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay, for the ocean crossing, they had reserved a cluster of sweets on the QE2. She was also involved in the spring fair at her children's school, and she was organizing a benefit dinner for her favorite charity, the fight against retinitis pigmentosa. Hope okay. I said that right. Moreover, she runs several businesses in addition to being an officer of her husband's company. But she agreed to be interviewed. Yay, lucky day for Dominic. This is previous to Spelling Manor, right? Mm -hmm. This is 1984. Spelling Manor isn't finished till 1991. But Dominic will write, The Spellings live in Holmby Hills, a small enclave of super affluence, north and south of Sunset Boulevard between Beverly Hills and Bel Air, which contains some of the most extravagant dwellings in the United States. Their house, like most houses in the area, is protected from the prying eyes of tourists and curiosity seekers by wall, gates, and electronic surveillance. Across the street from the entrance, an old lady sitting under a black umbrella sells guide maps to the movie star's houses. Within walking distance are the homes of Burt Reynolds, Barbara Streisand, Gregory Peck, and Rod Stewart. I think I forgot to talk about this in part one. By the time Spelling Manor was built, there was a tour bus of looky-loo tourists mm-hmm. going by every three minutes. Oh, God. 24 hours a day. Wow. Every three minutes by Spelling Manor. Like, even in the time of construction. What is funny that Candy says, like, 
you don't know that Aaron was the sweetest guy. One day, a tour bus broke down in front of the home and we're pulling in the driveway and Aaron gets out and gets on the tour bus to meet all the people and like, Hey, how's it going? Like, thanks for coming to visit. And he goes back and Candy's like, what is wrong with you? Why would you do that? And he's like, those people are exactly the reason we have this house. I am so grateful for Mm -hmm. tour buses coming by every three minutes because they allow us to do what we do, which I don't mm-hmm. know. I would crash a tour bus. Oh, you're here to see Trashy Divorces Headquarters. Oh, hey. I, I know you would. I'd move. I would. <laughs> I'd bring swag, tote bags. <laughs> okay. I'd be living in some like dumpy apartment in downtown LA. <laughs> like, leave me alone. <laughs> Only maybe the side of the recording studio. Okay. Done will continue. Outside the gates on a steel pole set into the asphalt is an intercom over which I announced my name in business to a guard inside. A closed-circuit television camera was trained on me, and then the wrought iron gate swung open. The driveway goes uphill to a courtyard. At the top of the hill was a black-and-white Los Angeles police car, which I later learned is a permanent fixture pulled from one of Spelling's television series to discourage the uninvited. Again, man, that prop closet, good to have. Whatever. Spelling has given his neighbor, producer Ray Stark, a similar one for his it's courtyard. Like an old TJ Hooker car. Like, yeah, yeah it's like, mine. But if there's a cop in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Beyond were two white Lincoln limousines, one for Aaron, one for Candy. An armed guard waved me up to the entrance of the mansion. He accompanied me to the front door and unlocked it, and I entered the lavish world of Candy Spelling. I love the way he writes his sentence. It is a world of big houses, big cars, big jewels, big parties, and big plans. Big and plans, both capitalized. It is not merely rich, it is dynasty rich. And I felt I was stepping into a television set and becoming a character in an episode of that series. Either Blake and Crystal Carrington are based on Aaron and Candy Spelling, or Aaron and Candy Spelling are based on Blake and Crystal Carrington. <laughs> Candy's publicist received me, and Candy's secretary, seated behind an antique desk in the library, made polite conversation. The major domo, the chief steward of a noble house, according to Random House Dictionary, passed busily through the room. The butler stood at attention by the door, appearing not to listen, waiting, one supposed, for orders. In the course of the afternoon, he periodically brought us fresh, <laughs> periodically brought us fresh tabs in fresh Baccarat glasses to replace tabs in Baccarat glasses that we had barely touched. Wow. 1984, the land of tab. I love tab. You can't get tab anymore, and it is a sad, sad thing. I don't miss it. <clears throat> it would appear in my house sometimes when I was a child. I love it. Don't miss it. Dunn will continue. We were all minor players in the episode, setting the scene for the arrival of the star. Hello, Candy said, ten minutes later, walking into the room, holding out her hand, moving like a woman who is coming from an important engagement and will soon be leaving to go to another. She is not the sort of rich woman that languishes in luxurious indolence. There are lists in her head of things to be done, a household to oversee, businesses to be run, Menus to be planned for the chef of the chartered railroad car. Blueprints of the new house to be checked. An art class to be taught at her children's school. A cocktail party at Chasen's for her husband's company. She is 37 years old. 
slender, sleek, manicured, exercised, massaged, well-dressed, and very glamorous. Can we shout out the reference to Chasen's? Because that is where Tom Girardi met Erica Jane. Oh, Chasen's. That's right. I mean, years later, but... Chasen him at Chasen's. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Hollywood history in Mm -hmm. Chasen's. We may have to... I think it's gone. I think it's closed now, but... Do a story on that one day. Candy's nervous about being interviewed. Dunwell Wright, she said she'd been savaged by a national magazine last year and had cried for a week afterward. She laughed when I reminded her of our past encounters. Her speaking voice has the regionless sound of those models who have speaking lines in cosmetics commercials. I love the way he writes. It's just so good. It is probably a voice in transition. Her conversation is full of film references. For example, she says, lap dissolve to denote the passage of time in a story she is telling. Aaron promised his mother that as long as she was living, he would never fly in another plane. Lap dissolve. She's no longer living, but he's now built it up in his mind. He's going to die the next flight he takes. Okay. That's why he does not like to fly. There you go. Chain smoking cigarette after cigarette. She told me her backstory. We grew up in Beverly Hills affluence. We lived right next door to Barbara Stanwyck, she said. There were four in help at the house, and I was allowed to cross the street to play with my girlfriend only in the company of a maid. As she spoke, she changed almost imperceptibly the position of a vase holding a spray of cymbidium blossoms. Telephones and doorbells rang, and she went right on talking as if she'd heard nothing, knowing that messages would be taken. When Candy was eight, her father, who was in the furniture business, suffered severe financial reversals, and the family moved to an apartment in the area known as South of Wilshire. She took buses to school for the first time and learned to cook. She looks upon those years as the most important in her life, for they taught her, as she puts it, what the dollar meant, where it had to go, and what you had to do with it. She began to read the Wall Street Journal as a child. Candy Spelling is a remarkable woman. Dunn will continue. She had a computer like mine for facts and figures concerning anything that interests her. Television, orchids, architecture, furniture, travel. She can tell you the advantages of having a screen in her new projection room rise from the floor rather than lower from the ceiling. She can describe to you the difficulty of installing a Dolby sound system. She can explain precisely why she had the floor plans and elevations of her new house made up at the scale of half an inch to a foot. She knows that private railroad cars fueled with propane cannot travel farther east than Chicago, and she knows which cross-country train routes offer the best sightseeing with the fewest number of stops. He doesn't stop there. (laughs) On her ring was one of the greatest jewels in the world, a pear-shaped D-flawless 40-carat diamond purchased from the estate of the late Shah of Iran. She can explain, with the expertise of a gemologist, the color gradations of diamonds from D, the highest through I. One of his descriptors at the start of the article was that she brought her own jeweler's loop to auctions. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He asks, how do you know all this? She answers, I can just look at a diamond and tell you exactly how many carats it has. But how? She'll say, I've been told I have a better eye than the late Harry Winston. Not she, to brag. Yeah, right? She talks constantly about her husband and children. We don't like to go out a lot to social parties. We love our house and we love being home together with our family. <laughs> and our 45 staff. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to have everything we love 
the most around us. On the piano is a silver-framed color photograph of the two spelling children, and at the time, five-year-old Randy, 11-year-old Tori. An aspiring actress who has guest starred in 12 episodes of her father's television series. In the photograph, the children are standing on the winding stairway in the front hall wearing 18th century French court costumes with powdered wigs and shoes with buckles. What was the occasion, I asked. Halloween, she replied, adjusting the position of the frame by a fraction. Nolan designed those costumes. Nolan is Nolan Miller, her personal courtier, and the designer of clothes worn by Joan Collins and Linda Evans on Dynasty, Hmm. as well as the clothes on five other Aaron Spelling series. Candy owns 50% of his business, Nolan Miller Limited. She also owns with her partner, Marsha Lair, a successful boutique in Beverly Hills specializing in party planning, antiques, and gifts, in which she is an active participant and buyer. Gifts for all guest stars on all of Erin's shows come from her boutique. Party favors at her own parties are so plentiful, she provides bags that match the tablecloths to carry them home in. This is a one-woman production machine. She has three gift rooms. Like, Mm -hmm. she's wrapping 1,200 gifts personally for Christmas, and that's not even what the staff does. Three gift rooms. But she's also got a gift store. She's all, like... So shrewd candy spelling. She's money back end, money front end, power behind the man. Mm -hmm. Aaron Spelling, you did well with that one. Right. And also keeping friends and allies well rewarded for their friendship and supportive business and whatever. Dunn will ask her, what exactly is your input in Dynasty? She'll reply, the books. I'll say the books. I go over the books. She knows if money is being wasted and where. She understands costs and schedules and overtime and double time. Aaron comes home late in the day to spend time with the children. Often she returns to the studio with him at night to watch the dailies and rough cuts of his movies and series. Aaron is said to rely greatly on her opinions, both financial and creative. She has an eye for discovering talented young people. An insomniac, she does most of her work after midnight when the house is quiet. God bless her. She claims to relax by straightening out in meticulous color sequence from white to cream to bone to beige, from lemon to yellow, from pink to red, the blouses and slacks in her mirrored and marbled dressing room. She does the same in her husband's closets where the socks are strictly separated, the brown in one drawer, the blue in another, the black in a third. I mean, put your obsessive compulsive disorder to good use, I guess. Oh. I forgot to talk about this when she was talking about chain smoking one cigarette after another. So she will quit smoking. And then Prince Charles comes to visit Spelling Manor. And after five years, she'll start smoking again because she's so nervous about Mm. the prince coming and he's seated next to her. And what in the hell am I going to talk with him about for hours and hours? And he never takes his eyes off of her. He's enchanted. They have a great time, but... She will have a moment of weakness and start smoking again because of the... Pre- like, she's meticulously mm-hmm. detailed. Mm-hmm. This separation of the sock drawer, though, my history teacher in high school could have used that. He always wore socks that were two different colors. And I always remember this. It was so sweet. He said, my wife was still asleep. So I just picked two socks and went with it. So every day, because I had them first period, we we're like, what color socks do you have on today? Blue, black, 
Navy Brown. <laughs> Didn't matter. They never, not one day matched. My wifey's asleep. There is this thing that you can do when you take him out of the dryer. <laughs> He's a physicist. He's not going to do that. Okay. Done. will continue. Will all this furniture go in your new house? I ask. Oh, no, just the antiques. Who will be your decorator? She said, I will. Hmm. <laughs> the new house, country French in style, will make Blake and Crystal Carrington's place on Dynasty look like a guest house. It will be 360 feet long, or, as the major domo explained, longer than a football field. The house is fulfilling a lifetime dream, which includes the double staircase she has wished for since she first saw Gone with the Wind. She knows exactly what she wants. She's already arranged most of the furniture on outsized floor plans, and she's in the process of picking fabrics and colors and papers, even though construction is just getting underway. I'm going to need a 38-inch table here and an 8-foot sofa there, she said, pointing at the plans. She has sent her architect to France to study, not the great chateaus in the country, but the large new houses in whatever the Bel Air or Beverly Hills of France is. (laughs) Even the spelling's philanthropy has elements of a scripted television drama with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Watching the news with Aaron one night last year, Candy was moved to tears by the story of a black college student named Derek Gordon, who was suffering from a hereditary heart disease that had already killed an older brother. He needed a heart transplant, and his family still needed to raise 100000 more for the operation. The Spellings had their accountant issue a check for the entire amount, and their driver delivered it, along with $500 worth of stakes, to the Gordon family. When Aaron received an NAACP Humanitarian Award three months later, Derek Gordon was among the honored guests on the dais. That's very cool. Candy Spelling, even even when Aaron passes away, we'll talk about what she's done because she's gone on to produce a lot of oh, stuff yeah. on Broadway. Oh, yeah. She's very smart and very good. No, she's a super accomplished person, like separate from... I, I, their marriage is a super accomplishment. Yes. You know, like, it sounds like they have a great partnership. They trust and rely on each other. They're very focused on their kids, although a lot of staff. We're going to, yeah. Well, teamwork makes the dream work, mm-hmm. right? They're there to mm-hmm. fully support, come a long way from that night at the Daisy. Dancing to My Funny Valentine. Hiding in Rock Hudson's bathroom. <laughs> you imagine? I'm gonna. He taught me how to shake hands. Like she's shy. She just flower in bloom. She got over it. <laughs> All right. The article is almost over. I'm gonna go ahead and finish Dunn's writing here. Except for Saturday nights when the spelling show films to small groups of intimate friends, Candy's entertaining is almost exclusively business oriented. She claims she has no social ambition. Although the dining room table in her new house has been designed to seat 28. Their appearances in public are mostly at rap parties celebrating the completion of a film or series, testimonial dinners, charity benefits, industrial galas, and the Golden Globe, Emmy, and Oscar awards. For these occasions, Candy is ablaze with jewels from her famous collection. She has sets in all the colors. Following in the tradition of the great film moguls of an earlier time, The Spellings have started a racing stable of thoroughbreds and are regulars at the track. 
Recently, Candy's attention has also turned to art. The pictures in her present house are not top drawer and will probably not make the move to the new house. Her husband's partner, Douglas Kramer, a noted collector of contemporary American art, tried to influence her in the direction of his taste, but she is said to have been much more taken with the Impressionist collection of Mrs. William Getz, the daughter of the legendary Louis B. Mayer, and for 40 years, the leading grand dame and hostess of the film industry. This is Irene Selznick's, Irene Mayer Selznick's sister. And we talked about this a little bit on Trashy Divorces. Uh, Edie Getz was the hostess of all hostess. She made her husband's career long and successful marriage. Also an amazing collector of Impressionist art. Reports Candy. I said to Aaron, let's cool it on the jewels for a while and get into art. A few days later, they bought a Monet, their first major picture. Wow. Yeah, this is 84. Have a lot more pictures than that. Aaron will pass away with about $600 million in assets. She will release a memoir, Stories from Candyland. I think he died in 2006, mm-hmm. and that book came out in, I think, 2009. Mm-hmm. There's a second memoir in 2014. She's been on the board of the American Humane Society. She's into animal welfare. She's been on the UCLA Health System Board, the LA World Affairs Council. She'll produce The Color of Purple, which wins the 2016 Tony Award for Best Revival of a Musical. Yeah, and she gets A-list actors in her productions, too. I mean, absolutely. she uses her connections in a really effective way. Yeah, I know the uh, Harry Potter actor. Oh, that was How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. That was Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. I can mm-hmm. never remember the guy's last name. Okay, Harry Dan- Potter. Yes, Harry <laughs> Potter. She'll do Promises, Promises with Sean Hayes and Kristen Chenoweth. Mm-hmm. I mean... The Iceman Cometh with Denzel Washington. Yeah. Three Tall Women with Laurie Metcalf and Glenda Jackson. Like, mm-hmm. she's just, just magical. so smart and so good. I did find this interesting. There was a 2009 piece where she's interviewed when stories from Candyland come out. And the interviewer asks, is she sweet crystal or nasty Alexis? And she'll say, I am neither and both characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the best answer. I mean. I am neither and both. So... Spelling manners she will sell. She'll downsize into a 17,000 square foot condo, which was the size of the attic in Spelling Manor. Kids are doing okay. She and Tori, complicated relationship. They kind of had a falling out. Candy says in this 2009 article, Tori seems to think our good times weren't as good as others remember them. I think they were. She doesn't slag Tori in her books at all. The worst she says is, can you give back grandma's recipes? Heated, heated mother-daughter relationship. She'll go on as a parent. I have unconditional love. I call her. She doesn't respond. I love her. She's my child. They've, I mean, this was 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a minute. They've gone on and off each other. Her well, son, Candy struggled with her choice of mates, correct? A little bit. Well, they threw that big whole wedding for Charlie that lasted no time at all and Complicated. Mm -hmm. Mother-daughter relationships are complicated. They do have a son, Randy. Randy is, believe it or not, like the nicest kid ever. He's a relationship coach now. 
And he talks about like, it was a great place to grow up in. I could skateboard all around the house. It was our house, but it was big enough to skateboard in. Sophia Loren would come over. I bowled with Burt Reynolds. The 90210 kids would come over. They trucked in snow for Christmas morning in Los Angeles. (laughs) He is a relationship coach and is doing great. He's married, has two girls, lives in a very modest home. And he does talk about, I'll post this interview and he's, uh, Oprah talks to him. He's like, would my life have totally been different had I been left a lot of money in the will? Because apparently both kids get the same amount, $800,000 in Aaron's will. He's like, yeah, my life would be entirely different, but it's not the life I have and it's not the life I think about. Like, I love my sister. I love my mom. I love my wife. I love my kids. I'm a how to have a healthy relationship coach for a living. So woo. Anyway. Randy Spelling is the real hero. Probably so. Story. His his advice is probably like, when you go to the beach, make sure you go ahead of your kids and bury pretty <laughs> shells. Or just set them down so they're easy to find. Just If you can just go like an hour before you get the kids there. Yeah, I don't think that's the life that Randy has. That's Candy Spelling. Trucking some snow. Make it special. Of the world. Just a fascinating glimpse, like 1984, we're drinking mm-hmm. Tab, you know, you're starting your art collection. It is remarkable, remarkable candy spelling. And they have basically just discovered Heather Locklear and launched her into incredible fame on both them, both I mean, Dynasty and yeah. TJ Hooker. I am neither. Mm-hmm. I am neither in both. <laughs> I think that's part two. Okay. That's part two of candy spelling. We're going to be back. In two weeks, with some more true crime, we're going into some old school true crime. We've been into the society thing for a minute now. We're going to go back and uncover some cases that are pretty scandalous. Still the connection of high society and true crime, but looking forward to that. Thanks, Stacy. Happy for to be on. here. That was fun. Thank you for having me. You're welcome back anytime on Done and Done. I mean... I do live here, so it is possible I'll be available. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, spending your time with us today. Until we meet again, stay curious, keep on investigating. Thanks for listening to the Done and Done podcast, a Hemlock Creatives production. You can email us at doneanddone at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Done and Done Podcast. For further information about our episodes or sources, you can find us online at www.doneanddone.com. See you next week, friends.